What's going on, man? It's Kilo, host of the regular podcast on the regular network. It's real. What's going on, y'all? You know, I said I said that I was gonna be doing some live streaming. I tried it out last couple weeks. However, this week. You know, it's not a it's not a whole lot of activity going on for me to be live streaming. So I'm not going to live stream. Plus, I got the sniffles a little bit. So I, I'm going to need to do a lot of chopping and cutting and editing. You know, I got to blow noses, sneeze and everything like that. The reason I got the lokes on today is because I just wanted to try to look out, man. You know, I'm, I'm in the fresh. I'm in a new fresh hat from uh, Marcus, the best designer out of Ohio, down here living in Atlanta now. Um, but I wanted to try the Lokes out because these lights, man, they're so bright, they mess with my eyes. I'm not going to lie to y'all. If I if I had to rely on long-term uh, recording without covering up my eyes from these bright lights, I would probably be inconsistent with my recording because it really does bother my eyes or whatever, right? So before we get into anything, make sure you like, share, comment, subscribe. More importantly, subscribe. Hit the little notification bell so that you get alerts whenever we release a video. And, um, you know, join us on all the social media platforms, Instagram, The Regular Network, Reddit, The Regular Topics, you know, www.theregularnetwork.com for merch or anything else you want to see. Um, I didn't I didn't shave or cut my, my little facial hair or nothing like that, so we're going with the rugged look this week. It's fine. We'll be all right, man. First thing I want to talk about, because there today is September 28th, and there was just a major arrest made in the PNB Rock case, uh, as PNB Rock is the victim, the the murder case of PNB Rock, major arrest made. So they pretty much they have suspects now. They have named them, and they have even put the picture out of one of them. Excuse me, y'all. The suspects have finally been named. So, as as you guys know, PNB Rock was murdered in Los Angeles on uh, what was it, September twelfth, at Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles in uh, Los Angeles, California. He was murdered by someone trying to rob him. So now the story that came that has come out is that. A, it seems like a father and a son were working together in this situation, right? They, the authorities released a picture of a man named Freddie Trone, and they say he is wanted and he is armed and dangerous. Now, that man is, is on the run right now. He's still, he's 40 years old, but they made an arrest of a 17-year-old who they say is the shooter. Uh, don't, they didn't release his name. And then they also rele- uh, arrested a lady named Chantel Trone, who's 38 years old. Now, they said on suspicion of accessory to murder, but they didn't say what exactly she did in the situation. Uh, I'm I'm guessing what, what what people are trying to say is that the 17-year-old is the one who who allegedly shot PNB Rock, and the father, Freddie Trone, is the one who drove away in the getaway car. Now, 
Remember a couple weeks ago, they were blaming the girlfriend of PNB Rocker. They were blaming social media posts. When I say they, I mean the people on, on uh, Twitter and all over social media. A lot of people were trying to blame the girlfriend and say she had something to do with the murder, right? So with this report, it, it turns out that it turns out that the the gunman and the father they were already at Roscoe's when the whole when PNB Rock showed up, so they were there already. I guess they were there posted up. They see PNB Rock pull up in a nice vehicle, go into the restaurant with his nice jewelry on, and they sit there and, dev and devise a scheme to go in and get this jewelry up off the fella. And it's what they ultimately went in there and did, and it led to PNB Rock losing his life. So, of course, this is all alleged, and I honestly, I honestly don't even like the whole, you know, because once the once law enforcement releases a picture of a person and puts their name out and say they are wanted for murder, you know, murder of a person, especially a high profile person like a celebrity, a rapper, there is no real there. I don't see how there could be any due process or I don't see how there could be any innocent until proven guilty. You essentially just told the world that this person killed him already. You don't. You didn't wait for trial. You didn't wait for anything. Once that face goes out there, once that name goes out there, that face and name will be known as the person that killed PNB Rock. If if somebody was to see him out in the street, let's just say a loved one of PNB Rock saw him before the police got a chance to, they wouldn't arrest him. They wouldn't call the police. They might kill him. And what if this person didn't do it? Now that's not. I'm not saying that to try to defend anybody who killed somebody. What I'm saying is, I feel like authorities recklessly put people's faces and names out there to the public and associate them with crimes that they may or may not have something to do with. I just feel like it's dangerous. It, it reminds me too much of slavery, first of all, because that's what they used to do. And secondly, riding around Atlanta and you see these people's faces up on billboards and it'll say like wanted for murder or wanted for this thing. And it's like, if I haven't been, if I haven't been, you know, proven guilty, you shouldn't be putting my face up there telling everybody that I killed somebody. Because that's just dangerous. To, that's that's to me is reckless. And I don't like it. You can you can go out there, do your job without having to put this person's face up there saying, yo, this is a killer, he's on the loose, he's armed and dangerous. That that automatically puts if somebody sees that person, they are automatically going to go into the defense and they might shoot them. Right? And again, that's not for me to defend anybody who's out here committing these type of crimes. I'm just saying I don't like them putting people's faces name out there before they've been convicted of anything. And I don't understand why more lawsuits don't go out for people who beat beat the cases. And I feel like this is why they always make sure they charge you with something. They convict you with something. So what they'll do is they'll they'll charge you with all they'll charge a lot of people with these crazy charges like murder or aggravated assault or accessory to murder, anything like that. They'll also charge them with some type of resisting arrest, evading police, you know, something like that or anything. Possession of a firearm or we we found you, you had marijuana in your possession. They want to charge them with something so that when they go to, let's say the, the person beats the, char the, the major case, right? They beat the major case. They'll drop it. They'll say, hey, look, it looks like you're on your way out of this. We'll drop all these charges, but you got to plead guilty to this little minor charge. The person will be happy that they feel like they beat the whole case. So they'll agree. They'll plead guilty to this lesser charge. 
and then the, they'll say, okay, darn it, you beat us. But when, when you say you're guilty to that, that lesser charge and they let you out, now they don't have to, you can't sue them and say you, they wrongfully detained you, they wrongfully blasted your name for a crime you didn't commit because you just admitted to a crime. So now they can arrest you, they can detain you, they can lock you up for however, whatever period of time and they'll just give you time served and then they wouldn't have done anything illegal even though they put your entire life in jeopardy, even your family's life, by putting your last name out there. So, you know, again, rest in peace to P&B Rock. Uh, salute to anybody, you know, anybody who's hurting in this situation. It's, it's, it's wild because for a murder situation like this, it is interesting that they found who, they figured out who did it so quick or they figured out who they think did it so quick because I'm sure there are a lot of victims of gun violence in the Los Angeles area that feel like there hasn't been any justice and there hasn't been any arrests made for their loved one's murder. Yet when a celebrity is killed, they, they spend ample resources that the authorities in Los Angeles spend ample resources to make sure that they find out who did it because they want to preserve their culture of being Hollywood and being the place where stars come to live their best lives. So I know that has to hurt for a lot of people out there who have loved ones who, who died tragically because, you know, that will bother a lot of people. It's like, yo, this person just died and they're not even from here, but we've been trying to find our, our sons or our loved ones killer for the last two years and y'all haven't been able to give us any information. I know that has to bother people, but that's not PNB Rock's fault, of course. So rest in peace to him. Also, now that y'all know that the gun, that the supposed alleged gunman and the son and the, and the father was already at the Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles, you can definitely stop blaming the girlfriend. You can put that to rest completely now. They were there already. That Roscoe's was in the trenches. It wasn't, nothing was sweet out there. It's gangland out there. And that neighborhood specifically is known as a terrorist hub, okay? A lot of gang members in that, in that vicinity. Speaking of gang members and who has done and who has not done what they're being accused of. A major break just happened for Gunna, the rapper named Gunna, and his YSL Rico case that he's caught. Now, what has happened essentially, and I'll give you the shorter version because a lot there's long articles about it. Pretty much Gunna has um man, I feel like let me make sure my fan coins are I feel uh, Gunna, what happened with Gunna is essentially the indictment has been modified and Gunna's name has been removed from any violent charges. So there are violent charges still on the, on the RICO case, but Gunner's name, Sergio Kitchen's name, has been removed from any of the violent charges. So essentially he's just on the case because he's a YSL rapper, a rapper on the YSL label. No other reason he's not associated, not tied to anything on the case. So now it's looking up for him because that's a, that's a great sign. Now, he does still have the general Rico racketeering charge, which is the one that really holds the most weight and could get him the most time in jail. However, at least with him not being associated with any violence, he could try to get a bond again, which he has motion to, to have another bond hearing. He could attempt to get a bond and at least try to fight the case from the outside free world. And, you know, of course, it's just more comfortable to do it from the outside world. Also, you can get in, in the community, do a lot of philanthropic stuff, which he was already doing anyway. 
but you can get in a community, do a lot of work, try to let people see your character, say, hey, I'm not the guy that y'all are trying to paint me to be. It's a lot easier to do that from the outside world. While you're in jail, it doesn't matter what's going on. You are seen as a per as an inmate. You're seen as an offender. You are seen as a suspect. And you are seen really as guilty by most people, especially when they talk about um, how much crime is being, how much violent crime is being committed by gangs in Atlanta. If you are locked up for a case like that, it doesn't matter if you did it or not. The way people will see you, they'll see you as if you're the trigger man himself, right? So we hope he's able to get a bond this time, which I don't see how, I don't know how he will because they're, they're still trying to say he's one of the leaders and he has the ability to call shots and call violent shots if he wanted to. But who knows, man? Who knows? I just hope, I hope that he'll get out. But like I said before, Gunner wasn't, he's not even from that neighborhood. He doesn't have any power in that neighborhood. He's not affiliated with the gang that's supposedly in that neighborhood. So the fact that they threw him in this in a, at, at all really says that they wanted him to snitch and they just wanted a bigger headline to say we have more stars than, you know, than not stars, right? So with that being said, I did want to bring back up something because <clears throat> with with Atlanta and the Fulton County District Attorney playing certain games with the media and things, she went out in the public on July 14th and she told the world two more indictments were coming with her, her words, I guess exactly. Uh, well, she said two more high profile Rico cases indictments were coming in the next 60 days. And she said that on July 14th, 2022, right? It is now the 28th of September, which is beyond 60 days. And we have only gotten one, of those Rico cases that she promised, right? And that was, of course, the drug-rich Rico indictment, right? And that was what she considered a high-profile Rico. Other than that, she has not announced any other ones. So it turns out that either she was jumping the gun or she was just trying to scare everybody and make everybody stop doing whatever they were doing um, at that time, which I'm sure it helped because... People were scrambling. People were trying to figure out who who it was. You know, you even had a lot of people exposing information that they knew just so they can get their predictions out and say, hey, I know who it is going to be. It'll be these people because of this going, this is going on. These people were killed. This happened. Like a lot of people started, a lot of like YouTubers and bloggers and media people started exposing crimes that they knew about and connecting dots and because they were trying to speculate and they wanted to be the first ones to say, hey, this is who was going to get an indictment. But it turns out that um, pretty much everybody that I saw in some of these predictions, none of them were correct. I didn't see anybody. I didn't see any of the large platforms accurately predict that drug rich would be one of those Ricos. I, I saw a lot of celebrity names and who people thought would be, you know, male rappers and things. But I didn't see anybody predict drug rich. So I will say everybody don't be so quick to jump, jump the gun, even though, like I told y'all, I had predictions too, but I didn't want to say it on here because, I, you know, you don't even want to put nothing like that out. Of course, I have predictions behind the scenes, but I wouldn't have said it online, you know. And um, so now it looks like Miss Fonnie Willis, it looks like she's pump faking. It looks like she pump fake crazy. And now this YSL case with, with Gunna, being removed from any violent charges 
it looks like things were falling apart. Now, one thing it doesn't look like it's falling apart is the whole Young Thug's uh, Rico indictment doesn't, I mean, it looks the same as it always looked. People are definitely still in a position to tell. They definitely are still going to uh, tell, testify, do whatever they need to do to lessen their own sentences. And one thing I did need to clear up because a lot of people, there was a clip going around where, where a, a reporter asked Fonnie Willis, the district attorney of Fulton County, asked Fonnie Willis about informants no longer wanting to testify or whatever like that. And a lot of people that don't really pay attention to this indictment and don't know what's going on in Georgia, they thought that meant that uh, that that witnesses in the YSL RICO case were pulling out of testifying. That's not what that question was about, and that's not what's going on. The question that was asked to Fonnie Willis was in relation to the Donald Trump indictment or the Donald Trump investigation, because this, the Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis is trying to get Brian Kemp to testify. And Brian Kemp filed a motion in Georgia to say, hey, let me not testify until after the election is over. And a judge granted him that. So he doesn't have to testify until after the election, his election against Stacey Abrams in November. That's what that question was about. That's the reason that, that Fonnie Willis ended the press conference right, right there, because they asked a question about something that wasn't related to the drug-rich indictment, which she was talking about. Okay? So y'all cut that out. That's not what that was about. It has nothing to do with that. The people who are planning on testifying in the YSL case are for sure doing it. And the reason that they are is not because they're testifying because they need to lessen their sentences. So really, for them to pull out, it would be kind of crazy because now you're already known. You've been exposed as the informant. And to back out, you already lost on the street side by, by even agreeing to inform at all. And then you could lose on the state side, which a case, if you back out and don't want to testify now. So you definitely don't want to lose on both ends. Once you say you're going to snitch, you might as well go through with it. Because saying you'll snitch is the same you already told. We already know that you went and told him something in the interrogation room. You just didn't go in court and say it. So you can't really change your mind on that. Once you're a snitch, I mean, that's that is what it is. So nobody in a, in a case like that in their right mind, because you have heard of situations like this, but nobody in their right mind would snitch in the interrogation room and get exposed and then try to pull it back later. It's, it's too late already. Okay. Um, enough of that. Again, this, this is not going to be a long episode because again, you know, I got stuff going on with my, my throat and everything like that. So let, let me move, let me move right along, man, because there's, there's some things brewing in the economy. Of course, you know, you heard last week or whatever, whatever week that was, that interest rates got risen again. They rose again from the Federal Reserve. But something that had, I feel like, I mean, all the business publications, they talked about it, but I haven't been seeing it in like pop culture, which I don't understand why, because this should be pop culture. Home sales fall for the seventh straight month in August. And so what that means is pretty much every single month for the last seven months ending in August, home sales were lower than they were in the previous month. And why that's major is because of how, why it's major is because inflation is up so high and the housing market is so terrible right now for especially entry-level buyers that 
with home sales dropping, but prices not coming down, it's almost like every it's like we're gearing up for like a crash, a hard crash, because prices should be coming down with it. If if we want us to maintain, if we want to maintain our positioning and we want to make sure that our whole economy doesn't fall apart and people don't have to come to an abrupt halt and scramble. We people who are trying to sell their homes and people who are trying to rent homes, they should have been easing as well as these as these home sales slowed out. So let's see here. Total existing home sales completed transactions. Uh, well, total existing home sales um, notched a minor contraction of 0.4 percent from July to a seasonally adjusted rate of 4.8 million in August. Year-over-year year sales faded by 19.9%. So in August 20, in August 2021, home sales were 5.99 million. In August 2022, home sales were 4.8 million. So that's a pretty that's a pretty substantial jump down. 20% fall in a year. You know, month month over month, it's like coming down like this, but year is coming down like like this, you know, month over month is like this year over year. It's like this. So we definitely, uh, people need to, we, in the economy, just in a larger scheme of things, we need to stop reacting, being so reactive and start like trying to figure out how to plan, how to plan ahead and how to prevent some of this stuff or not. We can't prevent it, but what we can do is brace for it and prepare for it and things like that, because it's weird that us as like normal people, we're not institutional investors. We're not institutional home buyers and large, large property holders. But we can all, if we collect it, collectively have the information, we collectively move smartly when it comes to how we buy and sell homes. We can impact the economy the same way large scale investors do when they make moves, right? So if a lot of us as normal consumers, if a lot of us know Okay, a lot of a lot of companies are having hiring freezes right now. If we know that companies are having hiring freezes, that means that people who are trying to get jobs are not getting jobs, right? Or trying to switch jobs to get more money, they are not switching jobs. Then that means that hmm, if I put my home on the market, maybe I don't try to list it for top dollar. Why? Because I know there's a whole bunch of money not flowing right now because companies don't even want to hire. Right. So people are easing. So if companies are easing, then I as a consumer should be easing as well. Right. So maybe if I if I list my house, I'll say, hmm, it would be nice for me to get top dollar, and have a bidding war or whatever for my house. But it would also be helpful for me in the future if I list this house at a respectable price or at a fair price and I will actually get my house sold instead of putting my house on the market. And then, and then seeing home sales fall, and then I'm sitting on the market for three months, not realizing that my house is not going to sell at all because it's priced way too high for what's going on in the market. So now we, I have to drop my home price. I have to reduce the price, list price and everything like that. Instead of just foreseeing this situation or foreshadowing or having some foresight and just properly listing it from the beginning. Us as normal home buyers and home sellers, we can do that on our own. We don't need the economy to crash for us to do it. Everybody's so 
worried about, oh, I want to, they want to tell the story of how they got this much over asking price or, or this much over list price. And everybody, they just want to tell the story of how they got so much more than what they think the house was worth when they first bought it. Like the goal is to sell your house for whatever will help you get to the next goal. Right? So let's say if, if you know, you list your house for 200,000 and it sells for 200 for 200,000, right? But you find out that somebody down the street sold their same same layout, same floor, you know, room count, everything like that. They sold theirs for 230 or something. You don't beat yourself up about that because when you sold it for 205 or 200 whatever 205, you got what you wanted. Selling a house is not about matching or or doing anything in relation to anybody else. It's about getting what you want for your house. I know some people that might specialize in real estate might say, no, that's not. A... You're the home buyer. Everybody around that industry works for you. You need to get what you want and get out of there. Right? That's it. That's how that works. If anybody tells you different, it's because they're trying to get more out of you. All right? You're going to sit on the market longer by improperly pricing your house if you don't do it right from the beginning. Okay? Again, y'all have to listen to me. I'm just telling you. I'm seeing what's going on. I'm seeing how long these houses are sitting on the market right now. I was shopping last, in 2021. I was shopping. I closed on the house in 2021. I know how crazy the market was. I know what was going on. I saw it. I actually tried to sell my house in 2020. People kept pulling out. Inventory was a lot better in 2020, like May 2020. Inventory was a lot better. Buyers were a lot pickier. It was really still a buyer's market at that time. Just... A year later, 2021, completely different ball game. There was no more, at, there was no more putting in offers under asking price in 2021. That was completely not a thing, right? So take my word or not, it's on y'all. But listen, man, I think I think as consumers and as buyers of homes, and if you you know how high interest rates are right now, you need to price your house to sell. Not price it to have these cool stories to tell people at the barbecue about how much you sold your house for. Price it so you can sell your house, so you can move on to get whatever next house you want to get. I personally think you need to stay where you're at right now because it's about to get crazy. I think everybody needs to stay put. Don't, I would say don't buy anything. Not, not, no, I mean, buy houses. Don't buy any house right now. If you already own a house, if you don't own a house, do what you got to do. But if you don't, if you already own a house and you're in a house, stay put for now because things are about to get real shaky. Everybody's been saying it. It's, it's happening, right? Um, that's all I got, man. I don't, I don't have anything else for y'all. I just wanted to talk to y'all about those few topics, man. Make sure you, again, like, share, comment, subscribe to the regular network on YouTube. Hit the little notification bell. So you can get notified of everything going on. And every time we upload a video, even when we go live, you'll get a notification if you hit that little bell next to the subscribe button. Also, again, follow on Instagram, The Regular Network, um, The Reg Podcast on Twitter, www.theregularnetwork.com to get merch or whatever else you need. And The Regular Topics on Reddit. Peace.